Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Wednesday, October the 20th, and I am grateful that you are with me today to break open God's Word wherever you are. Whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's joy, uh, God's abundant goodness today. Uh, may you know you are held in the presence and loving embrace of our God. Huh? So uh, we are going to continue with the theme that Jesus started yesterday. If it sounds a little bit echoey, you know where I am. That means I'm at St. Anne. I'm in their, one of their faith formation rooms, and my gosh, I can hear myself like three times over, and I don't even know that I want to hear myself once. So I get to hear myself three times. Um, but uh, I hope that echo doesn't bother you anyway is my point. We are going to continue through Luke's gospel. Like I said, same theme from yesterday. If you want to follow along, we are Luke chapter 12, verses 39 to 48. So uh, let's break open God's word and hear what uh, the Holy Spirit has for us through the writing of Luke. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master, find, whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all of his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk. Then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who is ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that's some pretty stark language, isn't it? And we just said, hey, this is the good news of the Lord. Are you in the camp that's going to get beaten severely or only getting beaten lightly? Hey, <laughs> I got good news for you. <laughs> only a light beating coming your way. <laughs> okay, let's break open this and, and help understand it a little bit more. So, okay. 
again, if, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you can see that Jesus is continuing right in the, the idea. And again, just setting a little bit of context. We know that Luke, and I mentioned this yesterday, was written about 50-ish, 5-0 years after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. We know that that generation of believers uh, is dying off, hence they, they wrote the Gospels uh, for them. We know that they expected the second coming to happen. And so what is happening is people were starting to become lax. And, and, and we know that because Luke points to it in a couple of different ways, even in the midst of this gospel reading, that those pastors, if I can use that word, I put it in quotation marks, uh, those shepherds of those house communities at, those t- at the time, because that's what would have been in place. Don't think, you know, big church faithful communities, parish communities like we know today, more house communities uh, in, in uh, lots of cities based along in, in Israel, but also along the Mediterranean from Paul's missions. But anyway, he said a couple of different things that he sees happening. And one is, is the food allowance being distributed at the proper time and in a just way? Because, again, puts it on the, the mouth of Jesus, who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Because, you know what? It's not happening somewhere. He wouldn't, I, at least this is my supposition. I may be incorrect, but I don't think I am. I, I, I think that Luke is seeing that happening improperly and unjustly. And, uh, and he's saying, hey, listen, who are you? are you? Are you the proper student who's doing it correctly, the proper s- steward, or the improper one? And then he goes on and talks about, you know, uh, okay, blessed is that student whom the master finds in his arrival of doing so. But also, he says, my master, if, but if there's a servant that says to themselves, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men's servants and the maid servants and eat and drink and get drunk then the master will come on an unexpected day in an unknown hour and then let the beatings commence. <laughs> Again, you know, it's, it's earthy language that we project unto God, unfortunately. But, but again, Luke is being specific, which means he saw that happening within those churches, that there was abuse happening I don't know if it was sexual abuse. It just says, you know, begins to beat the men's servants and maid servants. It may have been physical abuse. I don't know. But clearly he's pointing to that. And he's pointing to an issue of, of drunkenness, right? Of, of laxity. Of losing that shepherd quality. And that certainly isn't a, isn't a good shepherd. So it's interesting um, not that we can say, huh, well, isn't that good because what we're seeing in the church today has always been present. No, I, I guess it's disturbing. But, but to know that, I guess, there are wonderful stewards and were wonderful stewards then and not so wonderful ones. And that same thing holds up today. That that is 
I guess, one of the realities of the human condition. So anyway, that sets the context. A couple of points, I guess, to bring it home to us that I'd invite us to ponder today and chew on. And if you get something else, again, praise God for that. Uh, just a couple of things that came in my prayer and, and in when I was meditating on it today. And, and the first is this. I love, because it is such good news, I love that first line. Um, when Jesus is, again, continuing, he's talking to his disciples and he's continuing the theme. He says, be sure of this. Not, not hope for this. Not think this. Not, you know, it might or might not happen. It, you know, it depends. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared. How interesting this is that Jesus uses this parable, and in a sense, it's kind of backwards. It's, it's 100% backwards. Jesus sets himself up in this parable, if I'm understanding it correctly, and again, I think I am, he sets himself up as the thief. We're the master of the house. We are the master of our being, right? And, and he's saying, listen, be sure of this. If you, the master of your being, know the hour when the thief is coming, that's Jesus because we're talking about the second coming. That's the whole point. When is this from yesterday, the master who had gone off to the wedding and is coming back? Or, or today, using himself as the thief, or later in this parable, the master is going to come back, you know, and, and see the steward, who a steward's placed in charge when the king, when the master is gone. If the master of the house had known when the thief was coming, he would have blocked it out. He would have gotten prepared. But the thief, what does a thief do? He watches the household, and he watches when are they there, when are they not? When are they protecting it? When are they not? When are they home? When are they gone? When is it vulnerable? Because that's when I'm coming. And I love, love, love that imagery for our God because he watches us. And, and all these times when we uh, try to keep up walls, you know, and show our strength because we're, we don't like being vulnerable to other people. Uh, maybe we don't even like being vulnerable to God. Or maybe we don't like being vulnerable to ourselves because it shows ourselves weakness and we don't like to see ourselves that way. Whatever. We have all these walls that we put around ourselves, but our God watches and he waits and he sees what are the patterns and, and he knows when those guards are down and he says, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I love that imagery. And again, I'm not sure that's what Jesus intends to use because he's asking us to be prepared. That's the whole point. And so from that aspect, I, I don't see him saying he's the thief, but from the aspect of how he uses this parable, he is the thief. And he knows our patterns, and he knows when to come, brothers and sisters. And when he comes, and, and again, it's not just one time. I thank God he is this good thief, in the best sense of those two words. That, that he is, he is the one who knows and he knows our vulnerabilities and he knows when our guard is down and he knows how to get in. And he doesn't just do it once. He knows us that well. That, that he is, is, desires that union and, and will do anything he can, even using suspect and, and uh 
different ways to come in to us in order that we may be together. Love that image. So let's let's go down to the uh, to the image of the beatings. I want to talk about that again. You know, I, I joked and I was chuckling about it earlier because it's so in your face. And we're saying this is the good news of, of Jesus Christ. And, and here people are either being beaten severely or being beaten lightly. But I think the point remains. Let's not get caught up on the hard language. I, I suspect that was a, a matter of the day, that servants were getting beaten. And, and, and that's, you know, gosh, that's stark. That's stark to us today because that's not our world. But, but let's try not to get tripped up on it and, and see what Jesus is really saying here. And he, here's what he's saying. The servant who knew the master's will but didn't act on it, boy, that's, that's a poor decision because nothing good is, is coming from down that road. But I'm going to compare it, he says, with something different. And that's the one who is ignorant of the master's will. Um, even if they acted in a similar way, if they're ignorant of the master's will, that repercussion is going to be less. Do you see the difference between those two? One is, I know this God. This thief has, has gotten inside me. And I know, I know what he invites and I know what he in, in, it asks of me. And I know how good he is. And I know what the mission is that he's given me. Um, but, uh, but I've chosen not to do it. I'm actively choosing against God in that, in that way. And those repercussions are much bigger than the one who doesn't know God and doesn't know God's will or mission for them and acts poorly they have different repercussions. Brothers and sisters, here's my point. You and I, we are women and men of the gospel. We are women and men who know who our God is, how good our God is, what our God invites us to. That we are called to be women and men of justice and goodness. We are called to be icons of Christ in this world. We are baptized as, as Christianus alters Christus, that we are another Christ. Christians are another Christ. We're trapped in the truth. We cannot be the second one. We are no longer can claim ignorance or nescience. We are trapped in the truth. We know it, and that invites something from us. It, it brings us to a fork in the road, not only once in our life. It brings us to a fork in the load, or in the, in the load, fork in the road, every day of our life, um, several moments of every day of our life, will we gird our loins and let our light shine? Or will I become lax, think I'm a member of the audience, um, become drunk, and, and do what everybody else is doing, whether that's abusing or whether that's, you know, whatever. You know, I know the truth. I'm trapped within it. And, and that leads to the final line, and, and then I'll be done. Much will re be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. 
Brothers and sisters, you and I have been entrusted not only with the gifts you carry and I carry. We've been entrusted not only with the mission that you carry and I carry. We've been entrusted with the greatest gift and the greatest riches that, that we can imagine. And what is that? The wisdom and the plan and the word of God. We've been entrusted with God's grace. We've been entrusted with God's life. We've been entrusted with God's mercy and compassion and goodness. And we must, not hoped, not suggested, we must, brothers and sisters, be conduits of that to the world. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much and still more demanded of the person entrusted with more. You and I have been entrusted to not only participate, but with actively working with God to continue to build God's kingdom today. That's how it's built today. As Teresa of Avila, whom we celebrated her feast day last Friday, said, uh, God has no arms, God has no hands on earth but yours. Sounds like a Jewel song recently, you know? And it certainly was. Jewel took it directly from uh, Teresa of Avila. God has no hands. God has no eyes. God has no voice on earth but yours. You've been entrusted with it. So have I. What will we do with those riches? Let's pray. Again, let's just bring whatever's going on in our heart, whatever's conflicting, whatever is happening, and let's bring it to our God. Um, you can be trusted with it, okay? You know that. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day uh, our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. Thanks for breaking open God's word with me today on this Cup of Joe podcast. God's blessings to you until we meet again tomorrow to do the same. God's peace.